0: Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Banwart. This is the podcast where we're going to learn how to take control of your health and wellness through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Today, we're going to be digging into one of the most iconic CrossFit WODs around, probably, I think, one of the most original hero WODs, which is Murph. It was named after Navy Lieutenant Michael Murphy, and he received the Congressional Medal of Honor for his heroism in Afghanistan in 2005. And this workout is a true test of endurance strength and mental toughness. And it's not, we're not going to talk about how to survive Murph. We're going to talk about strategies on help on how you can perform at your absolute best, no matter what your fitness level is. So Danny's here to help me today. Danny, why don't you tell me the story of the first time you ever did Murph?
1: Okay. Um, I did Murph first time 2016. Um, I did it unvested, right? I had never. I think I was like six months into CrossFit, maybe, maybe even if that. And um, I showed up to do Murph, and the way it went, and when I did it in 2016, is I was a part of like uh, five gyms, right? They're all owned by the same guy, and we met at his central location in downtown Honolulu, and uh, like three, like 300 to 400 people converse in this one space, and three, two, one, go! They fire the gun, and we go, right? So. It's my first
0: time doing Murph. Um, It was a very intense experience. (laughs) It is intense. And briefly, I'm just going to go over what Murph is, just in case if you're listening and you don't know what the workout is. Uh, So you start with a one-mile run, and in between you do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats. You are allowed to partition that however you want, meaning you can break it up between the three movements, however you like. Um, And then also you have the option of wearing a 20-pound vest or body armor if you have access to it. Uh, Danny Tut, let's walk through um, I guess what you could say is the biggest thing that holds someone back from being able to complete Murph and let's say under an hour yeah
1: I would say an hour is a good gauge for most people doing Murph like that's the original like time stamp we look for is like 60 minutes um, but yeah initially I think the two things that there's really two things here number one is the mile runs right you have a mile to start with and a mile to end with and those can be very um, challenging especially mm-hmm. the second mile for a lot of people and then of course like, I think the skill level of the pull-ups really holds a lot of people back right because we underestimate our skill level in terms of the volume right
0: yeah volume is definitely the name of the game here so this is what we're going to talk about today everybody we're going to be going over a pacing strategy for beginners intermediate and advanced so Danny let's dig right into beginners so You know, Murph can be intimidating for a beginner, but if we break it down the right way with the proper coaching, we can definitely be successful, even if you don't have a ton of, uh, I guess, experience doing Murph. And I guess the most simple way to break it up is to do 20 rounds, Cindy style, which is five pull-ups, 10 push-ups and 15 squats. And what this does, and I've done this multiple times, is that it allows you to keep moving without burning out any one muscle group.
1: Yeah, I would say like if this is your first or second Murph, right, you're still kind of new to doing these things. First off, Murph is super intimidating by the numbers, right? 100, mm-hmm. 200, 300 is very, very intimidating. Even a mile run is very tough to do right away, right? Yeah. So if you're a beginner, think about your limitations, right? First off, we'll start with a mile run because that's the biggest thing that's going to hold people back. So. You know, if you look at the time it takes to run a mile for you and then like calculate that in, right? If it's your 10 to 13 minute mile kind of person, that's fine. You need to think about like the strategy of coming in. If you're not running the mile or if this is your first Murph and you're like, I don't think I can finish one mile, then you should think about scaling options, right? Like, am I going to run at 800 or a thousand meter in place of that, right? Or am I going to hop on a bike erg or um, a row or something, right? The bike erg is probably the best substitute for the Mm -hmm. mile run, I would say. Um, cause it
0: would still get you the
1: same kind of a uh, feeling that a run would.
0: Right. A hundred percent. When, what's like your biggest piece of advice that you give to a beginner if this is their first time? Like what's your number one piece of advice that you would give them? Ooh,
1: I think number one, just have fun. Don't stop worrying about I numbers. Love that. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I think that's great. You know, there's, you're not the only person that's going to have a hard time with Murph.
0: We all, it was all our first <laughs> yeah. time at one point.
1: Yeah. So. I think the biggest thing I hear from people a lot is they're like, well, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. Like, uh, if I, if I should come, like what if I can't finish in 60 minutes, then that's fine. Right? Like it's not a big deal. Right. To do like, this is tough because a hero wad is very like charged kind of workout for a lot of people. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we're doing it to honor, not just Michael Murphy and the SIL team that was lost out there, right? We're doing it to honor everybody on Memorial day, right? All the fallen. hundred percent. And and then, so emotions are high, especially if you're around a big veteran community, right? You can get super charged up Mm -hmm. and you can just come out the wrong pacing strategy for
0: <laughs> yeah. sure well i mean i think it's just easy to get fired up regardless, regardless. Just because it's like it's it's a huge event that we do every year yeah and it's really great because people get really into it and you know well it's, it's not it's just us yeah
1: yeah so it's like every crossfit gym in the united states is definitely going to do this right it's the biggest one we do on memorial day because it's it directly correlates to the mike the michael murphy right so in that sense like you're doing it in honor of that so it's like for all fitness levels we're all going to have a good time with it so come out have a go, and like have fun and then know your strategy right so you know probably leading up to this you have done some sort of running capacity so you know where you're going to be at with the running you have done some sort of pull up capacity so you know you kind of know your skills right if it's going to be a banded pull up a jumping pull up or a ring row or horizontal bar row you know what's going to work well for you in those scenarios right and so doing the 20 rounds of the 5 10 15 are very manageable so first off know your limitations find your skill level and then go through right there, right? I mean, doing five ring rows at a time is very doable for a lot of people, or even doing five jumping pull-ups, we can definitely get through that. Now, 20 rounds is tough, but it's still manageable in terms of expectations, right? So if my expectation is just to finish, and I'm gonna do it in 60 minutes, I totally have, like, you know, if you think about it, if I do um, a, a 13 minute, one mile run, I come in, right, and I do 40 minutes to get out the door, Right. You think about, you know, about what, a minute and a half to two minutes per 5, 10, 15 rounds. That still is going to give me about, you know, 12 to 13 minutes to finish the last run. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of time. Right. So 60 minutes is a lot of time. Don't let the don't let the numbers intimidate you to throw you off there.
0: Exactly. Just break it up into those chunks of the 20 rounds of the 5, 10, 15. It's definitely the best way to go if it's only your first or second Murph. I 100 percent agree with that. Friends, if you found value in our podcast at all, in any of our episodes about fitness, nutrition, and mindset, I do have a small request. Please share this podcast with someone you know who also has a passion for these topics. Maybe they're just starting out with their fitness journey, or perhaps they're a seasoned pro looking for new insights. After all, we learn better, grow faster, and reach our goals when we do it together. Click the share button now and inspire someone with the gift of knowledge and motivation. Thank you so much for your support. All right, Danny, let's get into our intermediate pacing strategy. So athletes or members who, you know, maybe it's their third, fourth, fifth Murph, you know, you might want to try bigger sets. And instead of doing the Cindy strategy, maybe we do something like 10 rounds of 10, 20, 30. And I know you and I both done this version. Mm-hmm. And what this does, the huge advantage of this is it cuts down on your transition time. So let's kind of dig into this.
1: Yeah. So I would say also, you know, intermediate doesn't necessarily mean that you've done Murph multiple times, right? Like this could be your first Murph, but you've been doing CrossFit maybe three or four years by now, right? It just mm-hmm. hasn't worked out in your schedule. So this could technically be your first MERP, but you're not technically a beginner because you have some experience, right? So I think intermittent people uh, feel comfortable running a mile somewhere in the ballpark of like eight to 10 minutes, right? They're pretty proficient in like um, a semi-dynamic pull-up. So they have some sort of, they definitely have a strict, they have kipping um, to some ex- extent, right? So for them doing maybe... Um, 30 or 40 pull ups is not like a, the biggest deal in the world. Whereas a beginner, I would say doing 30 or 40 pull ups is the workout for them, right? Right. So, in that sense, you're able to handle a little bit more volume. So, the way you're talking about doing the 10 rounds of the 10, 20, 30 is a very classic um, breakup right there. It's very doable in that sense. You also could, I'd also say there's one other option where you could do maybe uh, a five rounder of a 20, 40, 60, right? In that sense. So, I, you know, I think you just have to, in the, in this sense, you choose what the most proficient movement is, which is the pull-ups. How comfortable do you feel doing bigger sets of 10, right? Mm -hmm. What you don't want to do is come out with the expectation that you're going to do maybe 15 or 20 Mm around, and then you can't hold that pace. And it turns into singles very shortly after that, right? Exactly.
0: That's why I do like the 10, 20, 30, because it kind of, it's, it, it definitely forces you to. You know give have some sort of restraint
1: yeah i mean for you guys for the intermediate crew in the middle it's not about like having the skill or the volume capacity it's more around like judging your your or managing your expectations right like mm-hmm. you come out and you think 10's too low and i need to get to 100 really quickly so i should come out and do 20 or 30 because i feel good
0: yeah and, and then, then suddenly you don't feel and good. then you don't feel good <laughs> so
1: have you know being being or even the push-ups right i think a lot of people misjudge the push-ups which technically really are the hardest part of this workout this is
0: definitely the hardest part of the workout right like and so especially drop, if you do your push-ups correctly
1: yeah well especially because we all focus on the pull-up mm-hmm. the pull-up is a big deal and I understand but then you drop down and you start doing the push-ups you're like I'll be fine and then you get into you're doing the 10 round section and you get to like maybe the third or fourth set and you're like I am not fine mm-hmm. right and then as soon as the push-ups go the pull-ups go and then they're back and forth with each other and you're like now I'm just I'm in a bad I'm in a bad place yeah right So I think managing expectations or emotions is big for intermediate and then knowing your skill levels, right? If you have 10 kipping pull-ups is very easy for you and it's, or it's very doable for you, then just stick with that for the 10 rounds. That's the best way to get through with it.
0: No, I a hundred percent agree. And I like what you said about the 20, 40, 60 option as well. I've broken it up like that. Um, also. And, uh, I, I definitely felt like that was mentally, that was, uh, A little easier to get through because it was only five rounds, whereas Mm -hmm. ten rounds, you know, you kind of takes a little bit more chipping away at. Yeah. But in terms of how many times you've done it, what you know between the ten rounds or the five rounds, which one would you go with personally?
1: I mean, now the way I'm the where I'm at now, my fitness journey, I'd probably go the five rounds, Mm -hmm. me personally. But I think I would think back to like maybe um, two or three years ago, I would definitely stick to the ten rounds just to manage my expectations. To have something left towards the end, yeah. Because even though, like, I mean, even two or three years ago, I was still pretty proficient in pull-ups. But I felt like, you know, I would. What What happens when you do ten of anything is you start to get in the habit of like, well, I have time. I need a break. Mm-hmm. I need. To, I need to walk around. I need to recap. And then time starts piling up on you. And then you, before you realize it, you're like, why am I still doing this? Like, you know, you're like, oh my god, I still have to run. Yeah. At the end of it. So I think. In that sense, like that's where you start to fall apart. Not that the, the pull-ups would get super hard or the push-ups would get super. I mean, they're all. It's all going to get hard mm-hmm. at some point, right? Right. It's just like you start to fall in that bad, like habit or that bad trap of walking around going, "I need a break. I need to go get water. I need to walk around the gym a little bit." Mm-hmm. Just to re, and instead of trying to be like oh, just get through my ten, just get through my twenty, just get through my thirty, right? So when I do it with five rounds, you know the five round block is just like okay it's only five rounds i just only have to finish this one and i can move on to the next one and then i can just mentally like start to knock off those tick marks right there
0: yeah i remember the first time i did murph i think it took me an hour and a half and the first time i did it i went straight through i, I did the mile run you yeah. know straight through with a hundred pull i didn't have a vest at the time so i did yeah. body weight only 100 pull-ups you know 200 push ups, 300 squats a mile run straight through and i was dying i don't think my arm i couldn't lift my arms for like Three four days yeah. after
1: that. Same same here. Like in 2016, we did. I did it not vested. I went straight through. Same as you. Um, I really pretty much did the pull up strict because I didn't understand how to kip mm-hmm. at the time. So I did like almost a hundred singles <laughs> on the pull ups. Nice. But I think back then, even in 2016, like it, you weren't allowed to break it up because it was considered scaled, mm-hmm. right? It was considered fitness. It wasn't considered. Yeah, like I, I think I, that's I a common us. misconception. Right. I, that, that is still a very big misconception. I think with a lot of people. I mean. You you can break it up. It's just do the volume inside. And exactly. So there's a lot of like, I mean, it depends on honestly how old, how long you've been doing CrossFit. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know, if you're old school mentality, you're like, nope, it's got to be straight through. Mm-hmm. Whereas like now we know like, oh, you can totally break this up. Like it's totally fine. The games have done this. Like they've even encouraged it with a lot of things. It was too. even prescribed to be broken up. Right. So I mean, it's totally fine to do it that way. So it just depends on what kind of challenge you're looking for personally. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I would say that. So that's, that's always good. I mean, I do the same thing. I think I can't even remember my first time of Murph. I'll be honest with you. I know I won the run. I was the first one in on the run. And like, so like, that's usually how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> I
0: was the last one out, I think. And, then, and then the last one out on the, yeah. on the final run. Uh, so I don't so recommend funny. that. Yeah, this year I plan on breaking it up in. Uh, I've never done Murph strict. I've always done it kipping. So this year I'm going to do it strict, but I'm going to do 5, 10, 15, 20 rounds. I'm going to do it Cindy yeah. style strict with no vests. And then we'll see what I want to do next year. But every year I like to try a different version just because keeps it fresh. Yeah. Because when when I first started CrossFit back in 2007, excuse me, um, I always went straight through and I've gone straight through so many times with a vest, without a vest, I've done it. So I'm, I, it's nice to be able to next year, I'm going to try something new and see what my time is. Yeah. And then just, you know, keeping it different every time.
1: I mean, it's also good to do that to also assess your fitness too, right? Like to see like it, Murph is a good challenge in terms of the body weight style of fitness you're at, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's not the most, there's not, there's there's plenty of other hero workouts that can get super technical with things. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I just would tell everyone, I was like, you know, when you do Murph, you do it every year. It's once a year, have some fun with it. Do like you're doing. I I know Caitlin's doing something similar, right? Mm -hmm. I think last year, me and Caitlin did it together. I did the five sets of the, you know, the 10, uh, the 20, 40, 60. And I really liked that a lot. Yeah. You know, the year prior I did it um twenty twenty one, I did it just straight through, I think, or I split it up, maybe I did something different, I can't remember. Yeah. So this year, like I'm just like you, I'm gonna go I haven't done it straight through in a while with best, so I'm gonna go straight through all hundred, all two hundred, all three hundred with the vest just to see how it has been. Cause it's been like three, 2020 was the last time
0: I did it. that Wow. One. Okay. So, so it's been three years, been okay. like three years. So I just see how I am, like get a baseline. All right. I love it. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll consider that next year, but we'll see. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's go over our final pacing strategy. Let's go over advanced. Now we don't need to spend a ton of time on this because the advanced athletes or members have already, uh, have kind of like their own strategy and doing, each exercise in its entirety before moving on to the next is is difficult, but it's a whole nother workout because now you're managing muscle fatigue, and you know be, just be aware of that is really the only thing I can say. Danny, you want to hop in here? Yeah, I mean, I, I, so the I would say advanced user is super proficient with
1: um, dynamic pull-ups. So they have a butterfly style. They feel very confident doing you know thirty to forty kipping pull-ups. Right. They even can do chest bar at a butterfly or uh, maybe a muscle up to right Their mile times are going to be looking something between like the low sevens right to eights um every time they go out so for them doing this isn't necessarily like um, a challenge of completing it it's going to be going for time like how fast can they finish this workout in their mindset so in that sense i would say it's not the physical that's going to get them it's going to be the mental Mm -hmm. right like this is more of a mental challenge like can they you know, push themselves to finish like the hundred pull-ups in two or three sets versus breaking it up like in, you know, 20 or 30 sets, right? Um, can they push through the, the push-ups through the, like the air squat? So it's a different mindset in that sense of like the other, you know, intermediate or beginners, it's very physical for you guys. It's very tough to come in. You probably are not used to that volume. The advanced users are very um, used to the volume, right? This isn't a different, that hard of a day of training necessarily for them in terms of like, uh, what we've been doing for, like for Red Wolf. I know, you know, doing a hundred pull ups, like we just, you know, we've done that a few times this week, mm-hmm. you know, leading up to this. So yeah, we for, have been training for it. Yeah. So for those guys, for those guys and girls, they're going to be much more prepared. And for them it's mentality, right? Like, can I get through this in a fast time frame without stopping or taking minimal breaks or, you
0: know, you know fight their demons while they're <laughs> going through <laughs> it right there? Yeah. Yeah. I will say that, um, yeah, the, the pull-ups aren't too bad when you go straight through especially if you've been doing some volume push-ups get pretty rough They're gonna be and rough. then those 300 yeah. squats aren't terrible but the legs don't feel too good that first 800 when you go out the door Yeah, you're probably walking out the door for the first yeah that, that, that's yeah. arguably the, the worst part for me that I dread the most is after the 300 squats yeah. straight through is going for that run yeah it is yeah that's gonna be brutal for sure awesome and let's go let's kind of wrap things up here with some just some general tips so uh, obviously you want to stay hydrated you want to break up your sets early even if you don't feel like you need to we just mm-hmm. went over that earlier Danny what? give us some of your final takeaways of some general tips for that that would apply to all levels
1: yeah so I think the biggest one you just covered was hydration right we should be you know we're doing more early so the heat doesn't get to us right so that's that's good news mm-hmm. bad news is it's gonna be like cool in the morning so you're gonna forget to have water make sure you're drinking plenty of liquids before Sunday right leading up to the day uh, number two right to Memorial Day it's a big kind of like emotionally charged thing uh, when you go out there. So check your emotions, right? Don't get so amped up when they fire the music and you're going for that first run that you just come out with nothing to lose because that's gonna be just ruin the whole workout for you, right? So check your emotions, keep it under control and pace yourself for it. And then number three, right, have fun when you're out there working out. Like the coaches are gonna be walking around, we're gonna have a lot of people out there, people are gonna be cheering you on, like it's good to, like, remember, you know, you're, you're doing it to honor the fallen, right? You're doing it to honor these guys. Like, you're going out there, you're having a great time, regardless of the way you do it, the style you do it, how long it takes. No one cares about that, right? Mm-hmm. They just care that you're there having a good time, doing it with them, suffering in the same kind of space.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's awesome, Danny. Thank you so much for sharing your insights. That's, uh, I'm very. I'm looking forward to doing it this year. So pumped. So pumped. All right. Murph is a beast of a workout, but with the right pacing strategy, it's completely doable, even for a beginner. And remember that the goal is to honor all of our fallen heroes on Memorial Day. So be smart, have a game plan, and stick to it. Thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this. Don't forget to follow us on social media at CrossFit, and feel free to send us your questions there. Or if you want us to talk about anything specific, we'd love to hear your ideas. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed Nailed it. it.